Are you ready to get raw and real with yourself? Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Time, Dr. Lisa is here to support that choice. Now, here she is. Hello, hello, and welcome to Raw and Real with me, Dr. Lisa, Season 2. You can find new episodes with me every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on your favorite apps. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, wherever else they put them. Today, we're talking about my favorite topic, actually, because it's a work in progress. Letting go of the past. As I used to say and can say again, kiss the past goodbye. Mwah! <laughs> kiss goodbye, close the door, and stop, my friends, stop opening that door again and again and again. It's locked for a reason. You don't have the code. You don't have the combination. Throw away the key. Delete it. But I know you keep on pulling it and trying to open it, and maybe you'll remember the code, and maybe you'll unlock it. But I'm telling you, don't do it. I've done it too many times and it never works. It only brings more sweat and tears and trauma and drama and PMS. Poor me syndrome. So how do I know so much about this? Well, unfortunately, I got some story here. So recently, <laughs> It's all about me. Why do we hang on to the past? Well, I'm going to tell you it's about me. You can tell me why you hang on to the past, but here's what I've learned. You know, and it's really kind of crazy, actually, because there's some that I knew about, but I think it's so amazing about our psyches and our defense mechanisms and our denial. Denial, don't even know I am lying. D-E-N-I-A-L. Well, and it's not that you're purposely lying, you just don't want to know. <laughs> That's what denial is. But it's like, why do you not want to know? Because that will set you free. Well, a lot of us, myself included, would rather be right or blame another than be free. How do I know this? Well, recently, <laughs> recently, I've got this, um, hmm, Hmm, to protect the anonymity, we'll just call him Sam. <laughs> and I actually don't have a family member named Sam, but it is a family member, and we're just going to call him Sam. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that's transpired. And, in fact, I would very surely say that this particular Sam really would prefer that I do not exist and probably would have liked me to have died a long, long, long time ago. And recently, um, I've been really asking for what else and what don't I know um, that I need to acknowledge in order to get free of some of this family stuff that was coming up. And it was coming up by way of resentments and re regrets. And I was like, why am I holding on to this? And Sam kept coming up. And I don't have to put a fake name for my mother because we all know about my mother. And my mom came up, you know, a little bit too. And, and Sam and my mom were very, very, you know, close, or at least it seemed to me 
kind of a closeness like I was with my father. But I didn't necessarily have that with my mother growing up. And I remember before my father died recently that he even said to me, what is it with you and Sam? Why does he have, I won't say it on, on the podcast, what my father actually said, but you know, a bug up his bum, <laughs> essentially. I'll be the nice way about it, about you. Like he really, really hates you. I was like, I know. And he's like, well, what did you do? And I was like, dad, you're assuming that I did something. And a few weeks ago, my mother and I had a conversation. And while we didn't specifically talk about Sam, it was the first time that my mother acknowledged um, my experience with this Sam and how she understands now um, what I had been speaking to. And that she also knows that it's, you know, I don't want to say not my fault because there really isn't any fault there, but she understood and acknowledged. And that did something to something, some density and weight in my body that I had been carrying on me in a certain area of my body. And it's really interesting. It was on my thighs. And this particular person, um, Sam, as we're calling him, used to make a lot of jokes about my thighs. And one of the things was he used to call me thunder thighs and it wasn't funny, but he thought it was hysterical. And I really did have, and still do have very strong and thicker thighs. And like, I, I call them soccer thighs. You know, I can, I can do squats like nobody's business <laughs> and my, my legs are strong. And recently after I kissed this past goodbye with Sam, and I'm calling that letting go of the past, um, I realized that another layer of something on my body and the density on my body also changed. And as I was getting dressed in the last couple of weeks, I was like, wow, that's different around that area. Like when you're wearing jeans and pants and, and when I'm wearing jeans and pants and things like that. And so I started asking myself, what did I let go of? And I let go of resentment and I let go of revenge and I let go of re regret. And you know what I realized? I realized that I believed Sam was right about me instead of believing me about me. It didn't even matter what it was right about. It wasn't like he's wrong and I'm right. It was more like, oh, I was believing his reality over my reality. And because I was doing that, I couldn't let go of this um, kind of psychic, angry hook attack and connection in my body with Sam and with Sam's body and me. And then it left just by that acknowledgement of looking, asking this random conversation with my mother and also this conversation with a, another family member just acknowledging some of the similarities of Sam and I and some of the choices that we've made over the last couple of years. And I know a particular choice that Sam's making, I've made a couple of years ago now. And so I know that he's changed and I also know that I've changed, but I don't have to actually talk to him to know about the change or have a relationship with him. I just know that the choice that I made change me so much that beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's going to change him.
And not that I was waiting for him to change to let go of the past, but all of this conversation that I'm telling you about helped me release what seems like some final stages of resentment, revenge, and regret, and pain, actually, on my body about this particular family member. And I felt free. And so while I say close the door, change, you don't have the lock, you don't have the key, you don't have the combo, you can still ask yourself some questions about it. You can still find out what you're bothered by. You can still ask you, what does this mean about you? You can still ask yourself, why are you hanging on to this? Like, what's the value of this for you? And I gotta be honest, it hurt me so much with Sam or I let it hurt myself so much with Sam actually that I made it to be um, true about me. All the things that he said about me. And the fact is, they're not me. They weren't me. And now I don't have to make anything else true for me that isn't true. And I don't have to act in any way that isn't true for me. And I don't have to energetically keep myself to a certain um, stance energetically, not even physically, but energetically on your body that makes you feel heavy and dense and thick in certain areas of your body. I don't have to hold on to that anymore. I can let it go. Are you willing to let go? Whoever that person is on your thighs, on your heart, in your head right now, a family member, a boss, an ex, a child, um, a friend, whatever. Are you willing to let go of the past? Or if they contact you or you contact them, would you be like, I'm going to let you have it. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes you've got to be the one to let, to let someone have it if that's, you know, what's true for you. But the reality is forgiveness and letting go is not for anybody else. It's for you to be present and forward in you and then to move energetically congruent where you would like to go without those, mm, what do we want to call them? Cement bricks to drag you down, those anchors that keep you stuck and tied to your past. I also recently uh, went on another level about family and realized that I had such a, I was so different than my family growing up and I felt so out of place most of my life <laughs> in the family system, let alone, I mean, that's a whole other podcast if I talk about just in life in general, but just in my family. And I had, since I let go of this thing with Sam, then I, and how do I know I let go before I go on to that? Like I literally felt the lightness in my body and I felt the change in the way I was wearing my clothes. That's how I knew I let go of something. When my body changes, it's my navigation system that lets me know I've changed. Um, and when my body's more heavier and dense and in more pain, I know that I'm stuck on something for me that I either have a point of view about or resentment about or regret about that I haven't processed full, full through fully. And I did the same thing with my family system, um, not just my mother, but like my genetics, my genes, 
um, this Irish Italian heritage, so to speak, even though I did that ancestry.com thing and I was really more from the Vikings. I don't know how <laughs> there was like no dots of me in Italy and Ireland on the, on the ancestry.com test. We were all from Viking land. I thought that was so interesting. And I'm like, dad, you know, what have you been doing? Anyway, time for another story. We'll do an ancestor thing. <laughs> But if you really want to find out where you're from, don't do it. But uh, like just the, there was so much abuse and there was so much um, alcohol abuse and there was so much body abuse, not just sexually, but also with food, um, portion control, you know, <laughs> not even portion control, you know, thinking like, you know, one pound of meat for one meatball, you know, and still be hungry <laughs> kind of thing. And and just sometimes the, the, I would say, uneducation about different viewpoints. And I was very progressive in my family and they were very conservative. And not that conservative is wrong and progressive is right. I was just so different. And it's been, you know, like 30 years since I left my family. I've really let go of the past and I'm creating um, the family that I believe that I, you know, belong to now with my, my, uh, partner and my beloved and all of that. And it's so different. It doesn't mean I love them less and it doesn't mean I love uh, others more. It just means, how do I say, how do I say I fit or belong without making it a conclusion, <laughs> you know, it's just like a space of breath and availability. And I wouldn't let myself have that as long as I was holding on to the past and believing that I would never belong to a family or could have a family of my own or create a family of my own. And I had to let go of that past in order to do so. And frankly, there are two family members that are biological family members that I'm very, very close to and talk to, you know, like every single day. And I never thought that would actually be either, but that's been the grace of the gift of letting go. Um, so I know for myself why I didn't let go of the past is I blamed. Why I didn't let go of the past was because I wanted to blame. Why I didn't let go of the past is because I wasn't ready to see my part or even give in to at least 50% being mine. I had a very strong will. I had a very strong ego, edging good out. Some people even say edging God out. And by God, I mean whatever energy um, that you believe in other than your physical body edging good out, edging God out, and just letting go of what I know or what I thought I knew to be the be all end all and to let go of the pride of like, do it my way, have it done my way or the highway. And I always used to joke that that was like, you know, I was born that way. I was a New Yorker, you know, <laughs> we did more in a New York minute than most people do in a week. Um, and we did it right, but I never really got how off-putting that was and how, um, mm, self-flagellating, <laughs> flagellating, 
or self-grandizing, self-grandizing it was. And I didn't like that part of me. And so I changed it and I became more allowing and accepting and open and expansive and receiving and more like the way that I actually wanted to be, that I knew myself to be versus um, how I thought I should show up. So how I know of that letting go of the past works for me is that I don't have any shoulds in my life. What I have is what will create greater, what would be fun for me, what would make my heart sing, what could I get one million percent behind, what's a one degree shift I can take, what's a gratitude I could have, what's a pause I can make, postpone action until serenity exists, What's a choice I can make? What's a gratitude I can have? And what's an action I can take? That's all about living in the present. And even sometimes when I wake up and I'm still thinking about yesterday, I realized this with my trainer on Zoom. You know, I, I got a little bit into the habit of just kind of talking about, oh, I don't feel so good sometimes. And yeah, we did all this, 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 and this yesterday. And we had this done at the house yesterday and, and this, whatever. And I was like, wait a second, that's bringing the past into the present. What if I didn't start my day talking about yesterday? What if I started my day talking about today? That's another way of letting go. And it's actually a way of a tool to let go of easily. If you notice yourself talking um, and starting your day with what you're frustrated about yesterday, <laughs> stop yourself. Make a different choice. And what I mean by that is stop yourself. I always put my hand on my body like a place in the center of my chest or my right underneath my belt. And I'll be like, okay, Lisa, stop. That's yesterday. This is today. Name something that you can be grateful for. Or I'll ask myself, okay, why are you bringing up yesterday today? Well, I'm still pissed or something. Okay, what are you pissed about? I'm pissed at myself for acting that way, or I'm pissed at myself for um, not seeing that, or I'm pissed at myself for missing it. Okay, you missed it. You didn't see it. You acted poorly. Great. What could you do now? Do you need to make an amends? Do you need to call somebody? Or do you just need to be who you are today and do things different? And um, that's been really beneficial for me is just to check myself before I wreck myself and keep myself in the present. Money fears, uh, business fears, war fears, COVID fears, you know, the, all those things that are going on in the world right now about what's going on in the world right now. Well, get present, feel your feet on the floor, feel your back against the chair, put your hands on your body. It's almost like giving yourself a pause. Take a deep breath. Feel your feet on the floor and be like, okay, body, okay, Lisa, whatever your name has to be. What is the next right thing right now? What could I do to make my heart sing? What would bring me joy? What would change my mood right now? And right as I said that, my Bella, my little puppy, who's going to be three in six days. Um... She just took a deep breath when I said that. And it's like, Bella is always like my pause. 
I hug her, I snuggle her, I call her funny names, <laughs> I go out and walk with her, and that helps me get present and stay here today moving forward versus going back to the past. And the reality is, ask yourself, um, how much time are you actually spending in your past than creating your present? We're going to take a break in a moment, but before we get to that, take a minute and answer that question. Each day, or even just today, how much am I living in the past and how much am I living in the present? And what's my choice? Past or present? Okay, I'll be back in a moment. I'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Raw and Real with Dr. Lisa. Have you ever desired something so profoundly deep inside of you, but somehow that doesn't fit in your life? Or maybe you were having a friendly discussion with someone and a word they said triggered you into this very emotional reaction. Is that the way you would like to live your life or are you looking for a different experience? Dr. Lisa has an online course that you can do at your own pace and it will tell you the truth about that. And the truth is, all that belongs to the past, not to the life or the future you desire. You know what? The main thing of that course is to teach you an amazing technique that she designed so that you can learn to leave the past in the past and choose your present and your future now so that you get to live the life that you desire. If you're interested, go check Embracing Your Roar at drlisacuni.com forward slash store. Are you looking for inspiration? Do you find any blockages between you and your desires? You should book a session with Dr. Lisa. Here's what people are saying. After a session with Dr. Lisa, I chose to write my book. After a session with Dr. Lisa, a long-standing resentment left my heart, and I found peace of mind. After each session, I feel completely empowered and got the next steps to take action towards my desires. If you would like to have your version of that, check drlisacooney.com forward slash private dash sessions. All it takes is a one degree shift. Okay, everybody, welcome forward to our next segment of Raw and Real 2.0, season two with me, Dr. Lisa. Before going to break, I asked yourself to ask you a question. How much and how much of your life do you spend in the past and how much of your life do you spend in the present creating for your future? Man, I always say you got to have targets. You got to have targets for the future, at least 25 or 50. It doesn't matter. Write them down. I don't care if you don't look at them for the whole year, but put them down, write them down somewhere. What would make your heart sing in the next three months, six months, one year, five year, and always have that energy moving forward? Always have that energy moving forward. Because as you're moving forward, you're creating for your future and it's forcing you in a certain way to stay present. Myself, some of you may know a little bit about my history. I'm going to go back to the past for a moment. And some of you may not. But I spent the first two and a half years of, two and a half decades, sorry. I wish it was just two and a half years. But two and a half decades of my life mired in different forms of abuses. And almost, uh, you know, killed myself and wasn't here. 
obviously that didn't happen so i'm here and it took a really long time for me to get present and get out of the trauma and the tragedy of my past and really live without escaping and creating and receiving my life and relaxing into it every single day and really all i did here's the tool is i made a one degree shift every day and sometimes that one degree shift was a hundred times a day and sometimes it was 0.5 <laughs> it wasn't even a one degree but it was close enough because i did something what is a one degree shift it's not giving up it's not giving in it's not being defeated it's not letting your past live in your present and it's not letting your past create your present or actualize as your future it's about pausing and saying is this working for me is this creating the results that i desire if yes keep going and if no change it i had to be my own inner physician i had to be my own inner coach and i had to employ other coaches and physicians and hypnotherapists and energy healers to and psychologists to help me contribute to me to creating new habits and patterns and ideas and thoughts to creating my future because I actually didn't know how because I never expected to live as the decades I am now I'm, you know 52 I believe 53 maybe I can't remember <laughs> anyway I never expected to be here I never thought I would live um, beyond uh, a certain age and honestly even though I survived that uh, one very palpable suicide attempt I spent many years drinking myself to an alive death which was living dead but alive <laughs> without even knowing it and drugging and eating until I changed until I changed it all and I was living I did you know you could eat and be overweight you could drink and black out you can do drugs and not remember anything um, and live every day waiting for that store to open to get the liquor the drug dealer to text you back and work to get the money to get it and the food to order it and deliver it and stuff it down your face and then you know binge and purge it and put all that energy into destroying you by living your present in your past like I did for way beyond probably the first 23 years of my life and you could choose to stop like I did not all at once but in a one degree shift and every day and every week and every month I got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in my own inner healing and my own self-healing and I became a better friend to myself and I liked myself better and I let go of my past and I really had to let go of a lot friends family um, acquaintances social circles drinking drugging you know partying and pizza nights I still love my pizza though <laughs> um, and I just don't do it to kill myself anymore and I have oh gosh hmm 
I have, well, I have choice. I've come to energetic congruence with myself. I have my own back. I put the stake in the ground for me. And I literally removed myself from everyone and everything I knew. And I did something completely different every single day. And it changed me. And those were my one degree shifts. And that's the biggest tool and exercise I could share with you to get raw and real with yourself about letting go of the past. Every single day, every single day, every single day, make a one degree shift, one choice, one action, one gratitude, and that will change you. And even though it may not the first day or the second day or the seventh day or the 21st day, by the fourth year, by the fifth year, if you just do one degree action once a day, saying yes when you mean yes and saying no when you mean no, one time a day for 21 days for four years, saying yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no, you will know your yes, you will know your no, and you will never say that someone took advantage of you because you know your yes and you know your no. You did it. You will never blame another person for anything and you will know that you created your own reality just by knowing your yes and no. By having dreams and targets and, and, and ideas that you want to do, a book, an app, a website, a session, a training, a vocal commercial, I don't know what it is, a song, um, whatever it is, just by you saying that's what you want and you creating it, that is your one degree shift. But more importantly, just by you acknowledging it. I had to find out what makes my heart sing. I couldn't believe I didn't know. I realized at one point that nothing made my heart sing. I was numb and I was pretending that I was feeling. Ooh, that was an honest and open moment. <laughs> that was really raw and real. <laughs> um, and it wasn't fun. <laughs> but then I felt sad and I was like, are you kidding? You helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people all around the world in so many different languages, almost now at the time it was 20 something years into my career. And you don't know what makes your heart sing. You got to focus on you. You got to, you don't know what brings you joy. You got to focus on you. So I decided to, and I don't mean get so self-centered. I mean, so selfish to actually know my yes and my no, know what's light and what's heavy, know what feels good and what doesn't feel good and leave people, places, circumstances and events that don't and know how to deal with them diplomatically, especially business wise. Because a lot of times I said things because I was honest and I really needed to put some velvet on my bulldozer because my bulldozer is very powerful. My truth, my being, my body, the energy of of what I've stepped into in my life is very powerful. But I wasn't as diplomatic as I am now. And I wasn't as smart as I am now. What I mean by smart is conscious, <laughs> aware and awake. And does this need to be said? Would this create a greater future before I vomit what's on my mind and bulldoze things? And it's made me a better person, a better friend, a better partner, a better um, wife, 
a better puppy parent, a better mom, <laughs> a better in-law, <laughs> a better person, a better therapist, um, a better being. And obviously, I see better, better, better. I like myself more, even though sometimes I still have my days like, come on now. <laughs> really? <laughs> you needed to do that again? So, my friends, this is what we do here. We get raw and real. We are only as sick as our greatest secrets. And our secrets are really just shame, covered um, in blame. And shame is different than guilt. Shame is that you believe you're damaged good and should always be on the discount shelf and will never be whole and complete. Well, that is a lie. And as long as you keep telling yourself that, you will always live in guilt and you will always live as shame. And it's a lie. And so I'm not saying to divulge all your secret shaming guilt things to anyone or every, everyone. Um, you know, the truth shall, shall set you free, yes. However, find, look, ask for the people, places, circumstances, and events that will help you let go of the past. What, it, what I did was, if I was drawn to something from my heart, from my body, from my mind, a training, a technique, um, a therapeutic person or model, I would take that risk and I would go for it and I would be all in and get as much as I can and then keep choosing others and more and then keep doing sessions, others and more and then doing groups and others and more. And I would do things that I was trained in and I would do things that I was never trained in. I wouldn't lock myself into anything and I would leave all choices available. But if something worked for me, I'd rub the nub until I was done with it. And then I'd let it go and then I would use whatever was still available to me of that in my life every single day, including to today. And that's just the way it works. I can't tell you what works for you. I can only tell you, well, I really can't tell you anything. I can tell you what works for me. <laughs> I can tell you what worked for me. I can tell you my experience. I can tell you uh, raw and real that I had to get really rigorously honest with myself. And still, um, I can still lie to myself. The difference is I know I'm lying and I choose something else. And how did I get on that with letting go of the past? A lot of times we lie to keep the past alive. Maybe it's not, the past is not everything you've made it out to be. Maybe you've made it out to be that so that you actually didn't have to change what might be the best thing for you to change. So my friends, take a look at what I hope this conversation and this podcast gave you about letting go of the past is some insight into what's been stopping you and blocking you and preventing you from being as awesome and amazing and brilliant and loving yourself actually um, and being proud of yourself and acknowledging yourself.
What's prevented you from that? It might lie in the lie you've decided that the past is still for you. What if you drop the rock and let it go? Close the door, bolt it, I'll buy you the screws. <laughs> Put a padlock on it and throw away the combination. The past is history. The present <laughs> is the gift. You've heard this, right? And the future is the possibility. Are you creating for the possibility or are you regurgitating the problem? Be the possibility. Let the problem go. Let the past go. That does not mean don't honor it. That does not mean don't honor what you're feeling. But it does mean to get rigorously honest with you so that you can forgive for you and embrace you as the divine, amazing, brilliant, magical, mysterious, conscious, energetic, magnet, creator of good in whatever way you be that on the lips of this reality. So it's time for me to go now, my friends. Remember, to get raw with me, Dr. Lisa, it's live on your favorite podcast app every week. If you'd like to stay in contact with me, learn about upcoming classes or sessions, you can go to www.drlisacooney.com or email customercare at drlisacooney.com. And wherever I see you live or on Zoom, I'll be happy to see you. And most important, go be great. And if nobody told you today that they love you, I do. And you're better and kinder than you know. So go be it. Bye for now. That was this week's Dose of Raw and Real, just as the doctor suggested. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Time and receive Dr. Lisa's assistance in navigating a one-degree shift in your life. Now go be great.